On today's episode, we review our times at this year's Festival of the Holidays. Welcome to episode 46 of the Off the Monorails podcast. Let's get to it. Welcome to the show. This is the Off the Monorails podcast. Jordan here, along with my two fellow co-hosts, Justin and Ryan. How are we doing tonight, guys? Fantastic. Fresh off of a trip to Epcot. <laughs> Same here. I had a weekend at Disney as well. I know. Super jealous. Uh, hopefully all of our listeners follow us on socials and got to see all the fun stuff you guys were up to. And I know, for one, I was uh, I was there with you in spirit, mm-hmm. uh, taking it all in as fast as I could see all the updates from you guys. So I appreciate that coverage uh, from the weekend uh, that was. So, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll actually, we'll get to that here in just a little bit as uh, we talk about the festival of the holidays from this year. Uh, But uh, yeah, what else, what else you've been up to, man? Just uh, trying to transition back into adult life after having a weekend at the best place ever. And it's been a struggle. (laughs) (laughs) Two thumbs down for adult life, sir. Yeah. Yeah. I second that. Yeah. Your meme Monday was spot on with uh, Mr. Incredible. (laughs) That was, uh, that was well done. I think we all felt like that. Yeah. It's for the brand. We all, we all relate. Yeah. That's for me. I'm just uh, getting ready for the the Christmas holiday and celebrating my son's eighth birthday. So I just got a lot of uh, celebrating to do here coming up. Just, Getting all prepared for that. Yeah. Um, we even get to see each other uh, this weekend. We do. a little Christmas party get together. I so, even got y'all Christmas gift nice. today. How about that? You shouldn't have. I'll yeah. take it, though. <laughs> I will take it. You will? I will take it. So. Uh, it's, it's, you, yeah. <laughs> Stay tuned to the socials for this weekend, ladies and gentlemen. It's going to be an extravaganza. So. Uh, no, it's always a great time to to get together with you guys, and especially with the rest of the family. Always. It's always it's going to be filled with a bunch of uh, shenanigans. So, very much looking forward to that. Par for the course. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, everyone definitely go check out the socials. Uh, we are at Off the Monorails on pretty much everywhere: uh, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. You name it, you can find us at Off the Monorails. Uh, we've got different presents everywhere. Do a little bit of different things everywhere as well. Uh, but Instagram's usually our our go to. But uh, feel free uh, on those uh, whichever platform you choose to to be on and and you know live your live your life through. Um, hang out with us. You know, uh, comment on any post that you want to. You can always DM us or tag us. Um, we, we're always available to uh, to interact, and we love we love interacting with everybody there. Absolutely, so, love engaging with yeah. you guys. Yeah, so uh, hit us up there if there's uh, anything you want to if you want to see, or if you have comments about episode topics or uh, travel uh, plans or anything like that. You can always hit us up, DM us if you want to. Uh, you can always email us as well if you have specific, very specific questions and you don't mm-hmm. do any social media. You can always email us at uh, info at offthemonorails.com. So 
feel free to feel free to hit us up and uh yeah we, we'd love to uh hear from you yeah we're here to help yeah first and foremost also while you're there go check out our website off the monorails.com uh you can find some some banging stuff there if i do say so yeah uh we've got uh we've got the shop first and foremost there's the shop the shop is full some, of some stuff it is right now yeah, it is uh, slam packed right now it's hot and heavy and you know what we're just gonna keep loading it up so uh we've got some really fun things uh already on the shop we got some fun things in the works uh so kind of gearing up our you know our merchandise and uh got some fun fun things planned for for q1 let's just say that so uh, starting you can year also, two of off the monorails podcast weird that's crazy uh <laughs> Uh, you can also check out the blog there on the website at offthemonorails.com. Uh, in the blog section, you'll find some dining reviews. You'll find some trip recaps. You'll find just some tips and tricks, um, just you know, articles to take in and use as references and and just to help guide you along, if you will, uh, for you know, just making the best decisions possible when you're planning your next Disney vacation. So if you're going to Walt Disney World and uh, you know. Sometimes you just need to know where a good bathroom is. You know what I mean? So I think we've all been there. All right. We've yep. all been there. We're adults the here. Of a, we can talk about it. You're, you're in the middle of a theme park or, you know, it, you just, you know, you need to handle business. Well, we've listed some of the top ones there. Uh, so if you, uh, if you want to go back and listen to episode five, you can, you can listen to us describe those bathrooms in, in detail. And, and so. I want to back that up by saying on our blogs, we, really focus and and pride ourselves on being straight to the point no filler no fluff we're going to give you our our findings straight to the point straight to the topic so you can take that information in and uh make accurate and timely decisions yourself yeah i mean that's what we're all about here right absolutely so yeah yeah um also if if you would uh, do so it help out tremendously uh, if you listen to us on a podcast platform, let's say Spotify or Apple Podcasts uh, or even Stitcher, one of those guys, subscribe to the show. Uh, if you click that little subscription button, uh, you can even click the notification bell as well. But if you subscribe to the show, it helps um, it helps us reach a wider audience. You know, those platforms use the number of subscribers to kind of broaden the horizon for the show's reach, uh, along with uh, reviews. So uh, go ahead and leave us a star rating. Uh, we would prefer that you leave us a five star rating uh, on those platforms, but uh, go ahead and leave us a review and a you know and a rating there, and let us know how we're doing. Um, let us know what you think of the show. It literally just takes a couple seconds, uh, but it helps tremendously uh, with the algorithm and uh, our ability to reach more people uh, and engage with a wider audience. So that would truly mean a, the world to us if you could just take a couple seconds and click those stars and tap that subscription button. Yeah, on uh, Apple Podcasts right now, we're uh, we should be proud to by saying we're batting a hundred right now, fellas, with the ratings that we've received so far. So uh, I'd love to keep that streak alive. Appreciate you guys. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you thank to yeah, thank uh, you. to the listening audience. We uh, uh yeah. we hope we've earned those stars. So uh we we are damn proud of it. So before we get into today's topic, uh which I'm super interested to hear about uh the trips that you guys had to this year's Festival of the Holidays, let's cover some uh some recent news topics 
that uh, broke for for Walt Disney World. Um, the Boardwalk Inn, as they mentioned uh, in the springtime, spring summertime, was going to be receiving renovations. Um, they announced that they were it was going to be the rooms are starting going to get upgraded. Uh, they were blowing out a part of it uh, to open a cafe. Uh, they were renovating, you know, they renovated and reopened the the bakery, which is now a deli mm-hmm. on the boardwalk. And, you know, ESPN's own clothes mm-hmm. and is re- being reimagined into the cake shop, uh, which has been uh, slated for opening in 2023. Uh, but we now know that the cafe inside the boardwalk in will uh, be opening, well, at least sometime in 2023 and probably sooner rather than later in 2023 as we've been giving a new a new name for it as well yeah do tell so the new cafe that will be part of the uh, that'll be part of the boardwalk inn uh, will be called carousel coffee and it will be a joffrey's coffee station Uh, they'll also serve specialty teas and pastries so uh, Hmm. they'll have uh, disney's linked to a little snippet sample of the some menu items that we can expect to see there. Uh, we'll link that article in the episode description for your review if you want to take a look at some of the photos. But yeah, um, I'm I'm very happy that this is you know in motion and and underway. Boardwalk Inn is one of those resorts that I have a huge interest in staying at. However, because it the finishes and the rooms had just haven't been touched in a long, long time. It's been very hard for me to justify spending the money on that resort. Um, So I'm very interested in staying there once these renovations are complete, you know? So um, it's just, this is one domino falling. I was going to say, I noticed too, uh, we went to magic kingdom on Sunday and there was a large amount of scaffolding on the grand Floridian, uh, one of the wings of the grand Floridian where they were doing, a lot of uh, mm-hmm. exterior uh, work, uh, whether it be pressure washing, painting, um, replacing yeah. things. There was a, a full crew of people that was just in full swing uh, getting stuff done. Yeah, I w- that was actually happening when we stayed back there all the way back in Labor Day weekend. Wow. And I think it's just a continuation of the renovation project and that com- that room conversion project that they were going through. Yeah, I think they've kind of just kept all the all the work happening and and maybe it's not necessarily all room conversions still happening but i think it's just kind of like oh well we're here and we're working might as well just go ahead and get all the work done at this resort so we can clear it all out and and be done uh, with that work for the for you know the foreseeable future so but yeah i mean it's it's kind of surprising to to hear you say that it's still happening when it was definitely prevalent um in september at the very beginning of september so yeah uh one good thing though is that we're seeing Disney touch on these resorts and show them some love. So, uh, you know, in, in relation to Boardwalk, you know, being slightly dated at the moment, uh, as far yeah. as their uh, decor and whatnot, uh, I wouldn't be surprised that they would touch on that soon. Uh, you know, all these other remaining resorts that haven't been renovated because I mean they've been knocking them out one by one with yes. updating renovations and. Uh, and some different reimaginations. So I think, like you said, this is just the first domino falling with the, uh, the cafe getting installed. Yeah. I mean, and like we mentioned in, uh, 
past episode, you know, Boulder Ridge is mm-hmm. well underway of getting yep. uh, refurbished, which absolutely kind of fit in that same boat as same we're walking boat. in, right? Yep. Very old finishes inside. It just really, really needed um, a refurb. And so anxious to see that finish and, and those rooms become available so we can go check those out and hopefully get the uh, the audience involved in that. Um, yeah. And, and a fair argument for this, uh, for all the Epcot resorts here, actually, they, they've got some competition with Swan and Dolphin and, and the Swan Reserve. They have Swan some Reserve really actually, yeah. nice amenities and good decor and, and they're very modern. So, uh, they mm-hmm. have some competition for, you know, the, you know, a reason for investing into this. So I'm curious to see, yeah. you know, the timeline of whenever it falls in. Uh, but I, I think it's it's coming along. It's in the plans, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. And one of those. Uh, go ahead, Ryan. Well, I was going to say I was um, echoing what you just said earlier, Jordan. That you know, justifying that amount of money you're spending to stay there, they they've got to give people a reason to justify it. And yep. one of those ways is just getting it freshened up and and having things look new and updating some things because they've got to justify yeah. that price point. Uh, absolutely. I mean, I think we're seeing, and, and we'll cover this in, in the episode today, but you know, what we're seeing is there's a lot of value in staying off property sometimes, yep. you know, it's not just the price point of the rooms themselves, like, but there has to be that, that it or wow factor when you stay on property, in my opinion, um, it's not just about being in the bubble, right? right. Like it's, you start to compare like what you can get out of a standard hotel from a Hilton property or, you know, a Marriott property uh, when compared to a Disney resort. Right. And so I think that's, you start to compare apples to apples and like what you're getting for what you're paying. And sometimes it just, it's not worth the squeeze uh, and the amount of money. And you know, when there's no, there's not enough differentiation. Um, and the fact of just being inside that bubble isn't enough sometimes to justify the the price difference in in what you're spending. So, yeah, they've got some they they need to offer some great amenities uh, in order to to you know capture I think another audience. Um, so, uh, so and I just in the I was going to say earlier in the, in the wake of this news as well, we didn't mention um, previously, but. In relation to the renovations, you know, they've got those new uh, aerial Little Mermaid rooms right. uh, over there at Caribbean Beach that they've been converting uh, from the uh, old pirate yeah. rooms that we, and we mentioned that previously on uh, on a previous episode there. So, uh, yeah, those they've released all the, the photos of those and those rooms will, should become available uh, here in, in, you know, maybe a month or two. Yeah. So, what are your guys' first impressions of of those rooms? They look uh, super much clean. Yeah. Yeah. Super clean, updated. They just they have a different energy to them. The pirate rooms, to me, I mean, of course, it's pirate themed, so it's not like it's going to be bright and bubbly, but they just seemed a little dreary. And yeah, I mean, they were dark for sure, right? Like, yeah. I there's one I do like the clean aesthetic, the very. It's very organized, put together. Yeah. There are parts of me that a there's already a Little Mermaid section over. Right, that's my animation. argument. Yeah. So why do we need it? I mean, it kind of fits with Sebastian's Bistro over there, you know. Already, you know, like so, it kind of makes sense still to have, be in the Caribbean. But you already had a section for Little Mermaid, 
there's argument one. Argument two, you've got all these rooms around dedicated to like princesses, right? Like you had the princess royal room, the royal rooms right. over at Port Orleans. Uh, you've got some of these other room types that are, I would say, almost just kind of centric to to girls. It'd been it'd been cool if they could have done pirates and just put a different spin on it. I think, aka yeah. Peter Pan, could have done Peter Pan. I mean, they kind of they kind of play on Peter Pan a little bit over at Riviera. So, but they could have done like Hook or right, something, right. you know, like Neverland or Jake in the Neverland Pirates. Yeah, yeah, it's just, yeah, I don't know. I like the rooms. I I think they absolutely needed one hundred percent of refurb. Um, but there is a part of me that's sad to see the pirate theme go right. in place of a theme that we already have technically. Yeah. But these these Little Mermaid rooms are far better. Far sur- yeah. surpass the you know, the Little Art Mermaid rooms over at Art of Animation. Yeah. Completely different style. I right. Agree. So I'm I'm happy to see the pool the addition of the pool down um yeah. and along with the fifth sleeper option in there still. So that's really nice to see. Um, the, those options just are just way more comfortable as well. Instead of those like sofa, traditional sofa kind of pullouts. Right. Um, but yeah, so we'll see. We'll, we'll probably, you know, check those rooms out and, uh, bring the audience along with us as we, when they become available. So I'm wondering if there's a new, uh, price point attached to these too. Well, we will find out, won't we? Yeah. <laughs> well, Chapek's no longer in office, so we, we, we have hope. Yeah. I don't know. There's still potential exactly. to be pissed off at him, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. They leave that door wide open. Yeah. Well, while we're talking about uh, the price of things and spending some money, um, the Disney 100 merch yeah. has landed at Walt Disney World. I'm not sure if you guys got the opportunity to see any of this. I did see a couple uh, over pieces the weekend at uh, the Emporium. Yeah, I, I, was, yeah, I was surfing on Instagram earlier today while I was at Epcot and. Uh, I saw the uh, the ears uh, from the Emporium, and uh, they look yeah. they look like they fit more over at Epcot. Like they kind of look like Spaceship Earth. They look like Spaceship Earth. Yeah, they do. But uh, I I like the design though. Don't get me wrong. The coloring and everything is great. Yes, yeah, that all that uh that platinum. Yeah, kind the of, dripping platinum uh, iridescent theme. Platinum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So spirit jerseys uh, out. Uh, they got lounge fly. Coffee cups, yeah. rice crispy. <laughs> they even got the uh, the uh, the pet spirit jersey. Even oh so, lord, yeah. So I'm sure welcome we to 2023, see... ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, <laughs> even your I'm dogs. Sure we'll see... <laughs> I think Ryan's already got one on order. <laughs> no, Ryan status. No, hell no. That's how everyone else in your family's got spirit jerseys. <laughs> My dog's too long for one of those. True. That's true. <laughs> oh man. Well, yeah, I'm sure we'll see in the spirit of the 50th merchandise uh for Walt Disney World's 50th celebration, Slowly I'm sure we will see a uh Disney 100 uh you know, capsule just explode. Yep. And uh continuously uh showing some merch there, so just be uh be on the lookout and stay tuned for for that if you're a merch person and uh want to be uh want to be looking out for that stuff. Yep, yep. it's just your money. Eyes peel. Yep, it's just money, baby. Indeed. Also, I'm not sure if you guys saw this at your t- during your time at Epcot this this weekend, 
but a new scavenger hunt has been announced and is starting on Friday, the day this episode is released. So if you're listening on release day right now, this new DuckTales themed scavenger hunt is uh, is now being offered at Epcot. So I just got back from Epcot today and I can tell you that they did not have this listed anywhere. So no signage or anything to make you know light of this. Uh, they are still pushing the Olaf uh, holiday one though. Uh, his, yeah. his uh, you know, hunt. But, uh, and I believe what this is supposed to be is, I, it's an, I believe an addition. it's, yeah, it's a permanent, oh. uh, interactive. Yeah, this is year round. This is via the app, um, that replaces the old Phineas and Ferb, mm, yep, um, yep, I remember Epcot, that, uh, mm-hmm. scavenger hunt. So, uh, very, uh, very interested to see, uh, DuckTales is, uh, That's near cool. and dear to my heart as a child. Yep. So, I will uh, be very interested to pick this up and start playing it. So, <laughs> so yeah, next uh, next visit starting uh, starting today on re- release day. Um, it's uh, Tuesday right now, but on Friday it comes out. So, be uh, interested to pick that up and find find some things around Epcot. I wonder what the the prize would be at the end of the day. One way know. to find well, out. That's, that's mean, cool. Yeah. We should go. Better pick up the app and start playing. Yes. Let's go. All right, right now. I'm down. <laughs> All right. So with that news information out there for everybody, let's dive in to the Festival of the Holidays 2022. Ryan, you and your family got to go down, um, cover the weekend, and then Justin was right behind you. And... Uh, Got to cover a lot of things. At least that's what your photos to me showed. So yes, um, let's uh, let's just dive in. Uh, we'll uh, let's let's tell the audience. Uh, Ryan, we'll start with you. Um, and, but let's just go uh, let the audience know a little bit. I want to cover where you stayed uh, because I do think that it's important for people trying to plan trips to Disney World to to know that they have options where this, where they can stay and some of the highlights of and or lowlights of um, select places. So if you just want to cover, you know, just in brief, um, you know, where you, where you guys stayed this, this trip and some uh, highlights or lowlights, if, uh, if there were any, and then, um, and then Justin for you, the same, man. Yeah. Um, we booked off property again, and I think this is the third trip in a row that we have actually stayed off property at some capacity. And, uh, that's mainly due to number one resort availability. Just it's almost near impossible mm. to find a decent resort room. And, um, mm-hmm. also with my youngest daughter turning three recently, I have three daughters. Um, it completely eliminated us being able to book us. Yeah, I know. Tell me about it. But it, uh, <laughs> it completely eliminated the ability to book a single room at value resorts like pop century. So oh, yeah. it won't even let me, put five people in that room. I guess it's a fire marshal uh, standard yeah. or something. Yeah. So pop century is pretty much off the table for us, unless we have like my mom or, you know, Justin and Jacob going with us. Um, Cause we have to book two rooms now. Um, yeah. But we, uh, we stayed at the, the Sheridan Vistana at Lake Buena Vista. It's um, mm-hmm. pretty much right off of five thirty five. Um 
in, in I-4, where, where it goes right up underneath I-4. It's a great yeah. resort. It's uh, a newly acquired Marriott property, and I'm a Bonvoy uh, rewards member. So I got a really good rate on it, and we actually got a two-bedroom villa, and the room yeah. was phenomenal. Uh, it was uh, it had a master bedroom with you know king-size bed. It had a uh, full-size bathroom attached to it with um, a jet jacuzzi tub and then a stand-up shower. Uh, the second room had two full-size beds with another adjoined bathroom with a stand-up shower. Um, it had a completely full-size living room with a pull-out uh, queen-size couch, uh, full-size kitchen, nice. stove, dinner table, you name it. It was um, really everything you need. Yeah, it was 1,300 square feet. It's huge. Wow. Had a balcony. Yeah. Um, it had a front door and a back door. Like the back door went out the balcony. Um, but I got it for less than what they were charging for Pop Century for the weekend. <laughs> if that says anything. It's amazing. Yeah, I had I had stayed there at that resort um in a similar room type um eight years ago. And I was I was impressed. This was long before, you know, just it was probably about a year before we started going to Disney um actively as adults. And, um, but I was, I was very pleased with the resort and what it had to offer. I mean, it truly is a resort. They have full on amenities, just like, you know, a Disney resort has with a, you know, like rec center and, uh, all that. Um, and, and so do you, do you mind, um, just so the audience can have perspective, um, on, on it, do you mind sharing what you, what you paid for it? No, not at all. Per night? Um, I think it was like four seventy five for Friday and Saturday night. So four seventy five total. Yeah. So it was like it was like two hundred oh, wow. just over two hundred bucks a night plus taxes and fees. So that's that really is... good for a room that size. Yeah. And uh um, yes. the rooms have been recently redone, so everything was so fresh. Okay. Uh all kinds of nice. new outlets, like USB port outlets. Um we actually was able to like uh the room phone for the master bedroom. It had like four USB ports on the phone itself, so we were able to plug in all of our Magic Band Pluses. Um, it, nice. The room had three different TVs, so the kids could watch something, the adults could watch something, everybody had their own space. Um, we visited the pool. Uh, the pool was right out our back door, literally. And um, Nice. There was a jacuzzi right beside it with a sauna and a steam room. And that steam room was awesome. It had like a menthol steam in it. Oh, oh yeah. Dude, I got some good sleep. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great resort. <laughs> about how, yeah, about how far was it a drive uh, to to Disney World property? Um, it's exactly 3.1 miles from the entrance to Epcot. Okay. Yep. So Not bad. No. It's literally right at the Epcot exit off of I-4. But you just get off at 535 instead instead of having to go through all the Disney roads. But if you shoot yep. straight up 535, it, it takes you right into Epcot Center Drive. And it was it was a snap. And getting to Magic Kingdom was, was no harder. It was probably an extra couple of minutes. But, yeah, you're right there. That's, that's great to hear. That's great to hear. And, Justin, uh, where, did you, uh, where did you stay for this uh, little trip? I have once again stayed at the... Wyndham Garden at uh, Lake Buena Vista, uh, and that's the Disney Springs location. Yeah, right? it's, it's the one that uh, I've detailed uh, in the blog on our website. Uh, 
you can go check that out and see, you know, in detail, uh, about this resort. But, uh, yeah, it, it was, uh, it was a really, really good rate. Um, uh, before all the resort fees, taxes and everything, it was $111 for the night. Like nice. literally <laughs> last minute Christmas yeah. at Disney. Like you cannot find a better deal than that. Like straight up booking directly through the hotel too. So I, I yeah. really lucked out and couldn't pass that up for one night. Um, no, it's not, not bad at all. And I'm a, I'm a Wyndham rewards member as well. So, you know, add that to my status, you know, perks, There's and a theme here. points. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that, that, yeah, you're catching on. <laughs> Love it. And then, of course, with that being in Disney Springs, obviously it's not oh, very far at all yeah. drive to, uh, to Springs or to any of the other, uh, you know, Disney parks. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah. All right, fellas. Um, Thanks for thanks for detailing that out here just a little bit. Uh, like I said, I think it's nice to give people a little bit of detail on options of you know s- where to stay because um, mm-hmm. some some may just not have the budget or may not be able to find the availability that they need at, at certain resorts. Uh, so it is always nice to kind of lay out there some other options for for people oh, yeah. uh, to to go stay at and we'll continue to mix this mix these off property these good oh, yeah. neighbor hotels still got more into to the mix out. as we go and stay um just to kind of keep you guys informed so obviously we're going to go to disney resorts and we're going to cover those and have a good time there um but uh, but like i said you know it's important to cover some off property stuff too uh just to give people options so uh let us spend money uh for you let you know how things were We'll be your guinea pigs, and then you just listen, and we'll tell you how if make you make the say informed decision. There you yeah, go. absolutely, absolutely. So it's just money, baby. Yep. All right. So let's dive into what people are really here to hear about. Here, how here, 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 present to listen about Festival of the Holidays, twenty twenty two. We previewed this festival just a few weeks ago. I got super well. stoked. <laughs> I super stoked about some of these items. Let's just dive in. Who wants to take it? Go go for it. Take it away. Let's just start diving in some of the highlights and the food, the drinks, all of it. All right. I'll, I'll start because I started out like a true fat ass, as always. <laughs> um, I think I sent you I guys. I would expect nothing less. Yeah, yeah. You got to. Um, of course, other than the Rose and Crown, my first stop at Epcot is always the refreshment port. So I stopped in, I stopped into there and I snagged me some of the seasonal turkey poutine for myself, which was, you know, the French fries with roasted turkey on it Mm -hmm. and turkey gravy. But then it had a cranberry relish, uh, with some, um, some other little goodies on it, some cheese and Yeah. It was everything I thought it would be. It was basically Thanksgiving leftovers on top of French fries. It was amazing. Yeah, it's, refreshment port smelled so good. I walked by it earlier today. It was, oh. Oh, it was so good. And um, oh. then my wife, Brianna, she got the the Boulevard Brewing uh, quick uh, cranberry apple cinnamon hard seltzer. And that thing was good. And it was also in a very large cup. It was a lot bigger. It, it was probably 16 to 20 ounces. I was about to say, 
Yeah, if you want to see photos of of these dishes and the drinks that Ryan's describing right now, go check out our Instagram uh, at Off the Monorails. Uh, you can see it there. Um, but I was just gonna say that looked like that a big spread. boy bread. Yeah, yeah, that's a big boy pour. I right had the whole here. top of that trash can filled with food, but um, like a real Epcotian. Oh yeah. So that um that that hard seltzer, it had such a good like crisp apple flavor to it it was almost mm. to me it was like liquid candy apple oh yeah it was it was good and uh brianna is very picky when it comes to drinks she kind of tends to stick in like a narrow path of the few things that she likes but yeah. i was proud of her she stepped out of her, her comfort zone for this one but it turned out to be a banger and um yeah and actually oh, it's a good. good thing so we hit refreshment port and Yukon at the same time. We kind of we kind of split forces there, <laughs> and Brianna, and my mom, and the kids went to refreshment port, and then I went over to the Yukon booth, which is a mere twenty steps away. And um, I pretty much got everything that the menu had to offer, um, whether <laughs> whether that be the beer flight, which of course I had to get because it was a returning favorite from last year that I raved about, and then I got the beef bourguignon with the crushed potatoes. And then and that I got so the, good. Uh, the Snickers doodle cookie because I was doing the cookie stroll. Um, Dude, how big was that actual cookie? It looks like bro, it could be the size of your hand. It was the size of a damn like a teacup saucer. It was huge. <laughs> yeah, <it's, laughs> we it was so big we broke it up into in like into quarters and everybody was sharing pieces yeah. of it because it was all the cookies it, this year. Were big. That's the best way to do it. Yeah, and um, the beef bourguignon. I mean, it's to me one of the best dishes that they have for festival of the holidays. Cause that I had it last year and it was just as good this year. Just a good, like hearty beef stew with kind of like a, yes, a beer and barley flavor to it with uh, some mashed mm. potatoes underneath. Mm. Call that ass kicking sauce, pearl onions and some uh, little yeah. mushrooms in there. Oh, so good. And then, um, mm. of course, Canada don't miss man. They they really don't. Canada don't miss. <laughs> and um, the beer flight, you know, it was it was the same one they had last year, but it was the eighty one bay peanut butter banana porter slapped. Um, the maple cookie blonde ale from Playa Linda slapped, and but my favorite of this flight was the Collective Arts coffee maple porter. Dude, that thing was the bomb. Uh. It, mm. it had such a heavy coffee note to it, and I think that's what I appreciated about it the most yeah. was just how much coffee flavor they were able to get into that without it being too overpowering. Um, fantastic. Justin, I'll let you kind of uh, name a couple items because i got a big list here. I, I was a fat boy this day, so if you want to throw in a couple <laughs> yeah, of your I, items before I steal the show. Yeah, I didn't get a, I didn't get to really tackle <laughs> – I didn't really get to tackle a lot of the the food and drink options like I really wanted to. Uh, met up with some friends, and then friends of friends came down, and we all just met up at Epcot and went chilling together. But uh, I did get to try uh, some things from the donut box. So I got the uh, eggnog-filled uh, cream donut uh, with mm-hmm. a gingerbread uh, stout. And... Uh, unfortunately did not get pictures of these things cause they got smashed, uh, <laughs> as soon as they hit my hands, but yeah. my gosh, uh, so tasty. The, uh, the eggnog, uh, cream filled donut was surprisingly 
really, really good. It wasn't as overbearing mm-hmm. as I thought it was going to be. It was, it was very, very, you know, straightforward. It, it was good. Yeah. Um, they did that well last year. Yeah. I, I had it last year and it was, it was so, and delicious. it wasn't like an in your face eggnog either. It, it no. was a very subtle, just, yeah, I'm here, but I'm not overpowered. And it fit yeah, right it was, in with the, the taste of the donut. It was just so, there to party. And it was covered in like a, uh, like a, uh, gingerbread like broken up gingerbread yep. crumbs yeah and that was so unique like because that, that yeah. made a very unique taste to that donut it yeah. was very well, very a different, different but texture it's, to yeah, it it's yep. really good you got that that hardened gingerbread but it's still soft yep. somewhat yep. it's really strange at first but it really tastes and good the creaminess yeah. yeah it's very tasty um yes. and that that gingerbread stout my god my god <laughs> Y'all, that thing was dangerous. Like, uh, it was flavorful. It wasn't bitter. It wasn't sweet. It was just right up neutral alley and mm-hmm. uh, gingerbread notes everywhere. I mean, it just it, it fit perfectly. Did with it have donut. a little bit of spice to it from the I gingerbread? I didn't have any spice in mine. It didn't. Okay. It didn't taste like there was much in it. But I tasted gingerbread. That's for sure. Okay. Yeah, you know, it was good. It just wasn't. Yeah, you know, sometimes like, like sometimes if you can have like yeah that yeah. sometimes sometimes gingerbread can be very like that extra spicy type of gingerbread mm-hmm. where it's you know you kind of feel the spice from it a little bit more than maybe you want to. So right. I'm just interested to see. Yeah, it, it was solid. It was really really good. Uh, shockingly good actually. It, it was it was better than I thought it was going to be. Like more than what I was expecting. Uh, yeah. But then, y'all. When we headed over into World Showcase and I found the S'mores Porter, y'all. <laughs> oh my God. Like I'm I'm my mouth is still watering. Uh for the audience, if they are listening to this episode right now, obviously there's still some time left to visit Festival of the Holidays. Uh can you let them know what booth to find this? Yeah, they can find that at the Holiday Sweets and Treats. It's the same booth that you would find the uh uh, completer cookie from the uh, cookie stroll. Oh, okay. Yep. Same. Booth. Is that where they also had the, the candy nut set? Uh, no, that's no, a different that spot. Was I think it's near cheer. there though. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, uh, but this is, uh, right across from Port Adventure. They have a booth set up from there. Okay. Uh, right at the entrance of world showcase as you get, you know, the walkway where the old Starbucks used to be. Uh, but man, y'all, this more is Porter. Like I'm not y'all y'all know I'm not big on dark beers. I'm other than Guinness, I'll I'll drink Guinness. But other than that, yeah. I don't touch dark beers at all. This s'mores porter, it it, it change your perspective, y'all. It, it's life changing. <laughs> like we did it. So finally, it started. It started with the uh, like a roasted. A it had like a roasted smoky flavor, but it wasn't like an overpowered mm-hmm. smoky, but it was more of like a roast. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Tucker, uh, Amber, Joey, and uh, Jordan, thank you all for joining me on this. But Tucker, I got I talked him into trying it as well, and I hope you, you're listening to this podcast, bud. I talked him into it because I found out he was the s'mores junkie, and he was very curious as to how it tasted, and I talked him into it. And he tried it. And he said the same thing. It was like a upfront, just roasted flavor, and then it finished as a bitter chocolate. I tasted zero alcohol during the entire experience of this 
scrumptious beer. <laughs> Y'all, it, it was so good. I got to try. I got my friend Joey to take a sip as well because he he doesn't drink beer at all. And even he said, "I could see myself having some of this." <laughs> Yeah, I can see myself having a few. Dude, <laughs> it, it, it's dangerous. I'm telling you right now, that thing was dangerous. But man, oh. I, I I was blown away. It tasted so good, and I hope I can find that on the store shelf somewhere. Because my God, see, I didn't get to try the, the s'mores one, but I did do the uh, the Breckenridge Christmas Ale from that. I, I did see that. Oh, yeah, okay, and that. it was so. That one was. It was a, I think it was like a 7% ABV beer. Yeah. yeah. But I'll tell you that. But it was very light for it to be that high of alcohol content because it was, it almost, it had like the color of like a a brown ale, but it kind of had like a, a red tint to okay. it, almost like yeah. a Jeremiah uh, red. Yeah. And, um, okay. It kind of had like that spiciness to it, like um, cinnamon and nutmeg. Because I mean, yeah, of course it had a, had a coloring beer. to it that I could tell there was something. Okay, but it definitely tasted like a winter beer. It was just not as heavy as you would expect a winter beer to be. It was very easy to drink. Yeah. Um, if I had to compare it to a beer, it's like uh, have you ever had Newcastle Brown Ale? Oh yeah. It, it's like that, but with a little more spice note. It's just okay, really yeah. good. Okay, and that's why they're calling it a Christmas ale. But- yep. Probably something like the nutmeg and yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah, all in all, though, I was I was shocked yeah. at, at that. You know that stand did very well. I saw the drink Ryan was talking about as well, and it looked delicious as well. So, uh, if you're looking for a, a good stout, uh, don't sleep on on this one because uh, my God, the offerings were you know out of this world. Just like we said in our preview episode, hey, and was- they previewed well. They did super well. super excited about the uh, about all the drink options kind of around this around this festival. So yeah, um, um, Ryan, what else you got? Well, another one, another beer that we had mentioned about uh, being interested in how it would how well it would taste and how well it would do as far as the festival because it was one we haven't seen before. Um, the um, the Prostfest beer from yeah. The, yeah, yeah. the Bavaria yeah. Kitchen. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and say it. That's my new favorite Epcot beer. Oh, yeah, nice. It was. It took over ridiculous. the Peroni spot. Really? Yeah, Peroni. What? What's Peroni? Wow. <laughs> hey, yeah. I, I'm saying that's that's big for you to say that. Yeah the the Tank Brewing Company they 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 brought it with that Prostfest beer. Um, I paired that with uh, the the fondue bread bowl with the the marble potatoes oh, and the baby oh, vegetables. Geez. Yep. Yeah, and uh, I also oh, got man. the Linzer cookie with that. Um, mm-hmm. Our My mom and I, watering. we uh, we split the fondue bowl because that thing was freaking huge, and there was so much cheese. Um, I will say uh-huh. this: if you get the fondue bowl, you better have something to drink with it because the cheese that they use, they have like um, really salty cheeses, like like Asiago oh. Oh, and, yeah. and probably like some parmesan or something but it's a very salty cheese it will dry your mouth out if you don't have something to drink with it but it is good but uh yeah the pros fest beer it was um it had fruity notes to it but it wasn't like a fruit beer it just had good fruity front notes to it but then on the back end yeah. it just had like a nice weedy bread taste to it but it was just yeah it, dude 
I got a full pour of that one too, and it was gone. Some of those, some of those German style beers can have that like almost like banana Ford note. Yeah, even though there's no, there's nothing like that in the beer, right? But they they tend to have those sort of things as you as you deal with the malt and the ratio there, um, how how much is roasted, things like that, kind of get a sweet like sweet kind of caramelly flavors as well. It's the beauty of the um, beer. Yeah, it's just it's amazing. It's I love the science behind uh, behind beer and brewing. So um, it's always fun to try to break down the flavor profiles of these things. Yeah, just, yeah, out a little bit. I wanted to get the the Doppelbach because I was really interested in how that would be. <laughs> but at this point, yeah. I'd already I'd already gone to Refreshment Port in the Yukon and had a beer flight and three other full pours by this point. So I was like, I have to stop real, you know, I got to like, <laughs> I got to. We told him. Yep. We warned yeah, him. We told him. Yep. I was going to be on Twitter for Disney news if I kept going. <laughs> <laughs> we would not have been. Hey, you said you was going to go there and catch a charge. Yeah. <laughs> Justin, what else you got for us? I didn't get a, uh, to try much more after that um i got to see the uh, the completer cookie uh one of my friends uh finished their cookie stroll so i got to get to see that and uh from what i understand they said it tasted uh like a cross between a snickers doodle and a uh and a normal sugar cookie okay uh, that's what the uh, completer tasted okay. like so uh they raved about that and said it was really good uh, but the, the best cookie they had from the stroll, you know, I think everyone else would probably share with this is the, uh, the chocolate, uh, what is that crinkle? Yeah. The crinkle cookie from the American pavilion. Uh, they said that blew away every single cookie, uh, on the stroll. And, uh, mm. if you're familiar with, uh, you know, the last two or three years going to festival, of the holidays, this cookie outnumbered all of them single handedly. And uh, I wasn't surprised to hear that from them. And uh, unfortunately, because of the rain, they started putting some things away and I did not get to grab one on the way out. So I was pretty disappointed because I made I purposely went the long way around in the rain to go grab one of the crinkle cookies. (laughs) And I couldn't grab a damn crinkle cookie. So, well, I'll echo that. Uh, It was my favorite cookie of the cookie stroll also. Yeah, not surprised. Um, yeah. I paired mine with the Three Daughters Brewing Eggnog White Porter. Oh, okay. how was that? Yeah. Dude. Yes. Dude. <laughs> so it was close to, to outdoing out the Pros Fest. It was close. Oh. Um, so, how we you know, when we were previewing this, we had questions about how they would pull this off. So, please tell me what type of beer this was. It was still a dark beer. It had like a milk chocolate tint to it. What? So I don't know where they get white okay. porter from, other than yeah. the head on the beer was like an eggshell color. Okay, it was kind of mm. like an off-white okay. head. It was a really heavy head because I mean, obviously it's a porter. Yeah, but the beer itself still had a milk chocolate tinge to it, but it was very clear. It wasn't. It wasn't um, completely dark where you couldn't see through it. It was. It was a little transparent. But it was nothing about it was a you know seemed light, and um, light, yeah, it still had like a a toasted malt and like a 
a mild cocoa mm-hmm. bitterness almost. But um, okay, to me, I didn't really get any eggnog flavor from it. I was expecting maybe like some allspice or some nutmeg or something. But it, it yeah. had real big like roasted notes in it, like um almost like roasted nuts. But um Oh, okay. It was very well like a uh, carbonated, even though it was a full bodied beer. But um mm-hmm. it was it was just a good porter. It was easy to drink. Uh just a really clean beer. Like you some some people kind of give porters a rap for being so heavy and so bitter, but I thought it was great. Yeah, I, I would imagine probably had some lactose added to it as well, just to add to the creaminess. You know, it it, it could be because uh, the the head definitely had a creaminess to it because it like I was having to wipe my mustache off constantly because the head would just <laughs> stay on there. I felt like Mrs. Doubtfire with the nose and the tea. <laughs> <laughs> Toodaloo! <laughs> um, but speaking of lactose, I did the uh, the milk and cookies imperial stout from Holiday Hearth. Oh, and I've already had this one last year and it was dank. That was the one that was the last beer that I tried because I was already then, you know, I was eight or nine beers deep. I was just like, you know what? I'm sending it. (laughs) Yeah, we're doing it for the people, man. (laughs) You see, Ryan's enduring this for you guys, our listeners. So you're welcome. (laughs) But my man's out here staggering around Epcot. <laughs> that's it. Um, it was it was just a a good milk stout. That's you know, not, there, there's yeah nothing I could say bad about it. Uh, just I'd already had every other flavor profile of beer. I just went ahead and pounded down the heaviest one <laughs> of the century for the last one. Yeah. <laughs> I was already there, so why not? <laughs> why not? But oh, um. Man. In all that, that kind of wraps up all that I hit because I I didn't want to lose any function of my brain by the time I left there for that yeah. day. I, okay. I really wish this festival was longer because they offered so much that you need multiple visits to successfully give this thing the 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 shot that it deserves. Yeah, I mean it's like we said before, right? Like they just they extend food and wine for so long. It's like, it's annoying. just like, it's long enough people. Like, I think like, you know, if they just took and just started festival holidays, when they start all the other holiday stuff at Disney, yeah. then, November 1st. It, <laughs> then just, just, you know, just flip the switch then. And that way you can have more time to, to take this in and give the credit where it's due with, with the stuff. I, I don't know. It's just like food and wine just become this thing. That's just like, Almost overpopularized. Yeah, it's, you know? it's cliche yeah, it's like, almost. It's got a it's got a death grip on all the other holidays celebrations. I know, but it's like by the time you get to October, it's like, dude, we've we've we know about the food, we know about the wine, right? Like, we get it. Like we've been here, we've done it. Like it, enough is enough. But like, do you really think they're attracting new people in October for the festival? Right. And isn't every festival at Epcot a food and wine festival technically? Yeah, so yeah, sure. you got yeah. a point. <laughs> it's it's a festival of different foods and different alcohols. Uh, so yeah. a little cliche in my book. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't see why they need four months out of the year. No, for, they don't. For that festival, they don't. So I think Festival of the Arts and Please. Festival of the Holidays both should be extended. 
point blank. Absolutely. Easily two weeks each. Easily. Yes. Yeah. I would lose two weeks of festival flower and garden to extend festival of the arts without a doubt. Yeah. But you could just push it into food and wine time. Yeah. I just want to say like, we have food a wine, man. They just got like a monopoly, dude. Like just, <laughs> we have enough. Take like, away from there's both enough ends of time. Like three months is plenty of time to go to food and wine. Like no one needs that extra month of time. Like they just keep pulling it forward. Right. Like they just go like yeah. now isn't starting in July. And ending in November. Like, that's literally half the year. And on this portion of what pisses us off this week. (laughs) (laughs) But for real, I mean, it's valid points. Food and wine is way too long. It's just as simple as that. It's overrated. Yes. The food's incredible. I love it. Even more incredible stuff. I love going. I love getting all the stuff. But guess what? I can go plenty of times in the four and a half months that they're offering it right now. Mm-hmm. Like I don't need that many months to go visit by that. You got I a don't. banger lineup in the other festivals. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let them so, shine. Let them have their moment in the sun. Yeah, exactly. Now tell so, Remy to piss off and let Olaf and figment step into the spotlight. for a little bit. <laughs> <sighs> I just, yeah. Okay. Rant over. I like food and wine. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I like food and wine. I just like these other festivals too. Okay. Yeah. So, two weeks off on. of each end of food and wine and serve it up on a platter to Festival of the Arts and yep. to the Festival of the Holidays. And we will be some happy customers. Yeah. And then Disney's going to come back and say, best I can do is a new sipper for food and wine. <laughs> and we're gonna Son take an extra week. <laughs> and we're gonna take an extra week of Festival of the Holidays. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all in all, Disney. though, man, I left Epcot so full that day. I yeah. ate and drank so much, but if you left Epcot hungry or or That's slightly sober, you did it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, like. All, all jokes aside, like when we previewed this, we said it was going to be drink heavy and that the food menu was already pretty damn good, but even the drinks were even better and oh, yeah. it lived up to that expectation and it played out exactly like we said it was going to. And like Ryan said, if you left any way disappointed or unfulfilled, that's on you because my God, like the sense that filled the air and world showcase and the seeing everybody walking around with like just a handful of food. That was, it just looked great. Like every dish looked amazing. Uh, yeah. Like even the seafood mm. smelled so fresh, man. Like it was so yeah. good. And I don't like fish, but my gosh, it, even that smelled good. It's always nice too. when you can go to a festival. I don't care what the festival is, but you know, one centered around the holidays right. where you kind of have these like, um, um, you know, the, the heartier dishes or right. the, you know, the darker beers, something like that. And you get nice weather to go with it. Yeah. It's always, you know, it's always a good combo. And I feel like so, the dishes had and, bigger portions than the other festivals. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I noticed that too. Probably trying to get rid of it. <laughs> like, yeah. It's over. In two like we only got 30 days to get rid of this. <laughs> it's exactly. not wrong. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. You want to know what grabs right. my gears? All right, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll digress. Um, so uh, hopefully we can get down here before the festival ends. 
um, before they yank it from us uh, and bring you some more highlights uh, from from this year's festival. But uh, for uh, for for this trip, uh, also just wanted to give you guys a chance to highlight some of the other events that you got to do. Uh, some some of the highlights uh, that uh, from the trip that was. Um, so Ryan, if you just want to, anything stood out that you got to do additionally, and you mentioned that you, you went to a uh, magic kingdom on Sunday, anything else exciting and new or different that you got to do on this, this trip? Uh, yes, I did something exciting and new. So oh. we had us a breakfast reservation for steakhouse 71 <laughs> and guys, we've got to uh, do it. So add that one to the list. I got the uh, Walt's signature dish, the prime rib hash. And I know I sent you guys a picture of it, and I'm sure you guys were super jelly, which you should have been uh-huh. because it was so good. So let me I paint this you. picture for you. Just imagine chunked up, like big, like half-inch chunks of prime rib with potatoes, peppers, onions, and garlic. And then they pile all that up, and they put you a nice fried egg on top, and then a drizzle of like a lemon aioli. My God. It was dank. And that um, just that just sounds good. Man. Yeah. And, and hearty. Like it sounds filling. Yeah. And over the summer I visited Steakhouse seventy one for dinner, but we have oh. not done the breakfast yeah. yet. So that was something that my wife actually lined up for us. So God bless you, Brian. I love you. Um, she loves <laughs> Disney food just like we do. So she's always setting up new, new food experiences for me as well. Um, and I gratefully, gratefully thank her for, uh, setting this one up because with, especially with it being right there at magic kingdom, we took right. advantage of, uh, we had the breakfast reservation. So we parked there and we just left the car there for the day and we rode the monorail through the monorail loop and then went to the park and, you know, love that we uh, but, you know, we also visited Cinderella's Gingerbread Castle in the um, lobby of the Contemporary, right beside um, the gift shops and all that in the main atrium. Yeah, uh, that was another fantastic awesome. design. Yeah, yes, it was awesome, and um, you know, we had just a, a pretty solid day at Magic Kingdom. Um, honestly, it wasn't that it wasn't that busy. I think the majority of people were at Epcot, but. It was also a party day for Magic Kingdom, so I think six oh, o'clock okay. was when general guests had to leave, and the party goers were coming in at four. So um, y'all yeah. found out the hard way. <laughs> oh yeah, I'll talk about that in a minute. We'll have another piss me off segment, but um, <laughs> like I think the longest we waited for a ride the whole day was thirty minutes, and I mean we got in there and rode. Um, we rode Dumbo. We rode Barnstormer. We did Little Mermaid. Uh, we rode Haunted Mansion. We did Pirates of the Caribbean, and something else. And I can't remember what oh um, what it was. Tomorrowland, Tomorrowland Speedway. Yeah. Yes, because yeah, I got to Speedway. see uh, Tron Light Cycle uh, do some test yeah. runs, and they were test yeah. running it over and over and over and over again. They did it like all day. Yep, um, and you can actually take a glimpse of that on uh, Instagram. I put a nice little reel up for everyone to see how fast this coaster goes because it hauls ass. Um, but I'm uh, super pumped. Same. Yeah, we we just had a, a nice solid day at Magic Kingdom, and then right before we left, we stopped by uh, Sleepy Hollow, and I got a honey sriracha chicken and waffle sandwich. Think. And mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Brianna got herself a Nutella fruit waffle. And you can also <sighs> see that on Instagram because we just sat right there in the grass in front of Casey's and uh, just sat in front of the castle and ate our snacks and just enjoyed the view. I mean, sometimes what a vibe. that's all you need. I mean, yeah. Sometimes that's all that, you need. That's just it. sit there and look. That's it right there. A plate full of chicken and waffles in the hub <laughs> of Magic Kingdom with the castle in the background and a nice breeze. That's all you need in life. Yeah. And uh, mind you, the spirit jersey weather was full force that day. I got to wear my spirit jersey all day and didn't break a sweat. Oh, you can't beat it. Love it. You cannot beat no, it. No, you can't. I and, saw a uh, lot of spirit jerseys today. Now that I think about yeah. it. Oh, yeah. one more ride that I forgot to mention. Um, I got to do the Mad Hatter teacups. And again, oh, I documented yeah. this on Instagram and TikTok um, where I was, quote, channeling my inner <laughs> child because my kids said they wanted to spin. So whenever I got done recording my clip for the socials, we spun. <laughs> I grabbed a hold of that wheel and they were holding on to their Mickey waffle ears because they were about to fly off. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you say you want to spin. Yeah, you going to spin. You spin. Yep. <laughs> Y'all gonna be able but to walk straight for fifteen minutes. My my last uh, <laughs> segment of the day, we was actually uh, we went through the emporium, and then we went to the confectionery and just kind of got a few little snacks and some some souvenirs. And we were making our way out, and right when we got to the the end at in front of Main Street Station, we actually caught um, the parade, the Festival of Fantasy Parade. So we got yeah. to spectate that, and then the crowd rush because it was around three thirty. Um, we experienced a crowd rush of people leaving the park all the while everyone that was waiting to enter for the party, which was probably somewhere around 10,000 people were waiting out front (laughs) at the turnstiles. And now mind you, everyone that was, yeah, Oh God. Um, (laughs) everyone that was exiting the park had to exit to the right towards the monorail ramp, but all the people were lined up all across to the left side where the buses are. So people that were trying to get to buses or like us, just walk to the contemporary. Um, you basically were in a mosh pit and (laughs) it was, it was stressful because it was, you know, I was pushing the stroller with my three year old in it. And then my wife had our other two girls with her and my mom kind of stayed back with us. And we literally just had to push through the crowd. It was insane. And um, bows were thrown, huh? uh, They were about to be because uh, (laughs) there was actually a guy beside me. He stopped because there was a cast member and a Walt Disney security officer just kind of standing there watching the chaos ensue. And he stopped and told them, y'all should really get some more people up here because there's going to be a fight breaking out with all this madness. And they looked at him and said, there's nothing we can do. Okay. Wow. Wow. We it's we pushed our way through. Just, yeah. Yeah. Um, it took us about thirty minutes to get to the contemporary from the gates of Magic Kingdom. My goodness, we pushed through the crowd. My goodness, yeah, that's insane. I figured they would like since that's there were so many people leaving the park, they would just go ahead and let some of the party goers get in twenty minutes early because at this point it was nah. three forty. Yeah. So um, they could have just started My letting God. them in early, but who am I? I'm just a pass yeah. holder that cries about everything <laughs> but it, it was still it was a great weekend yeah. it, it it felt good to go home for a few days yeah yeah 
Justin, did you get to do anything fun or new? Boy, did exciting? I. Holy shit. Uh, <laughs> boys, when I woke up this morning and I scored that uh, virtual cue for uh, Cosmic Rewind, I uh, I was ecstatic. I couldn't wait. I, I, I felt that. I felt that. I hope our audience on uh, on Instagram felt that too, because man, you you let it known that you were proud to hey, do that virtual cue. Daddy was bringing his blue so suede and was going to be dancing it up. <laughs> like I was, I was so happy for you. I was and, envious uh, though too, as well. Like and, and I've told you all this, you know, prior to a recording. I have purposely avoided all spoilers. I purposely avoided watching any YouTube clips, so I had no knowledge of this ride and what to expect any uh upcoming turns twists whatever i had no idea it was like all brand new to me so i had my seven-year-old with me did we mention this is for guardians of the galaxy cosmic rewind Rewind. yes (laughs) so i had my seven-year-old with me and uh i'll just say this to avoid spoiling it for anyone else that may be just like me uh before today uh that launch caught me by surprise. Uh, I'll just leave it at that. I grabbed hold of my son quickly uh, to make sure he was okay. <laughs> he was scared. He was okay. If it caught me by, if it caught me by surprise, I know it got him by surprise. <laughs> but uh, man, <laughs> if this considering, is, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Considering the last time we were on Tower of Terror together, and you grabbed my hand and the girl next to you's hand, uh, <laughs> we had no clue. Stop. <laughs> I know what you scared Justin feels like. Dude, I, I, I don't like that feeling. You know I don't what I'm like doing that right now? At all. I'm checking the Disney photo pass to see if Justin's holding on to Jacob. I had his uh, right arm. I had it wrapped around my left. He's probably like, Daddy! Daddy! Hold me, Jacob. I'm scared. All I know is the G-forces. Like I felt Jacob's left side of his body go one way, and I was holding on to the right side of his body. So it, Good I Lord. could feel the G forces pulling him one way, and I'm trying to rope him back in. <laughs> but uh, oh. but uh, you know, all jokes aside, though, if this is the future of roller coasters, or specifically indoor roller coasters, then the future is now. Because my God, <laughs> that roller coaster is the best thing ever. It, it lives up to all the hype. Uh, I'm. I can't wait to ride it again uh, whenever they're done with the holiday overlay. Cause damn it. I want to hear September when I, when I go back on there, <laughs> September's my jam. I love that song so much. Earth, wind and fire. That's, that's perfect. I love that. But I, yeah, yeah. You, you've already got it in your head. I know you can, you're doing it right now. You're I'm singing it right now. Yeah. <laughs> so you in the car listening to the podcast, I know you're singing it as well. Don't care if it's the Justin Timberlake version from trolls. I don't care. <laughs> But never that well. <laughs> some people may hate it. I, I like Justin Timberlake's version of it. I think he did well. JT, yeah, I think he did well with JT. that. But uh, but anyway, I digress. Uh, it's it, it's a really good roller coaster. Uh, very very smooth. It's like Slinky Dog smooth on steroids. Uh, it's very fast forward thinking. Uh, innovative with how the the ride technology was created uh, along with all the scenes that you're going through uh, with the Mm storyline of Guardians of the Galaxy. Like they did this phenomenal and the queue leading up to boarding 
is phenomenal. I loved every second of that, seeing all the different colors and then leading into the the action scenes, kind of like what uh, Flight of Passage did uh, with some of yeah. the pre-show queue stuff uh, where you have actual action scenes. Uh, you'll know what I'm talking about when you go to uh, to experience Cosmic Rewind for the first time yourself if you haven't wrote it already. But it was phenomenally done, like where they give you the plot of the, uh, of the ride. And uh, man, it's... It's so good. It's so worth the wait. I would wait two hours for that ride. Mm. I would wait two hours. No kidding. I would wait two hours for that. In the hot morning sun in Florida during the summer. (laughs) I would wait two hours. It's it's that good. I wouldn't do that for any other ride. Uh, The only other ride closest to that that I would do that for at, at recording time right now is Rise of the Resistance. This kicks Rise of the Resistance ass night and day. Like what Gil <laughs> said whenever he talked about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it, it blows Rise of the Resistance out of the water. It's not even close. And I did not think that was possible. It kicks it. Well, there you have it. There you have it. And I wish this technology was available and Rise of the Resistance wasn't built before Cosmic Rewind. Because now, after experiencing that, I could only imagine what Disney could have done with rise resistance yeah uh well it was that that was my one thing but it was a huge new thing for me uh i'm so glad i got to cross it off my list i've been dying to do it uh and like i said if you get the chance to get a boarding group it's worth it uh found out you could do uh lightning lanes for it as well it was 14 dollars a person the you know today tuesday december the 13th whenever i went uh it was 14 dollars a person for the lightning lane so you had that option i found out you could do a lightning lane and uh then turn around and do the virtual queue later if you did the one o'clock version however if you do a virtual queue at the start of the day your only option is to do a lightning lane after that you can't join a second virtual queue i found that out yeah, you can't if you so try to a, join one and you get you successfully get one in the morning, you will not get the one o'clock one. Yeah, I, and I have never experienced that, uh, so that was a first for me to come across huh. that. Uh, but you can buy a lightning lane. Uh, like I said, uh, I was meeting up with some friends there, and uh, they ended yeah. up doing the lightning lane for the first one, and then they did the one o'clock boarding for the uh, the second ride that did. So. You can ride it twice in one day at you know time of recording. It just has to be done like that. That way, yeah. yeah. Well, that's awesome. All jokes aside, very happy for you. Very excited. Oh yeah, can't wait. Worth worth uh, the wait. I can't wait yeah. to ride it together. I think it's guys. cool that you got to. I know. Uh, we, I know. I think it's cool that you got to do it with the holiday overlay, so that you still have some cool. anticipation yeah. of it being during the normal yeah. songs. You know. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, the holiday overlay yeah. was really good. Like the track was really, really well done for, uh, for Cosmic Re- Rewind. It's just inside. I'm dying to hear September, and I want to groove and shake and scream and have all those emotions. <laughs> I'm sure you did because I'm telling you already. Oh, dude, you did. It was awesome. It was an awesome <laughs> ride. I can't wait Jake for y'all to ride it seriously, because <laughs> I'm gonna I want to film y'all riding it. Y'all gonna give me so much shit. I want to I want to film y'all doing it. It's it's good. <laughs> Trust me. Well, that's awesome. Well, that uh that about wraps up our 
uh, trips, Justin and Ryan's uh, expedition to Festival of the Holidays 2022 and a little bit extra. Um, <laughs> so thanks, guys, for uh, for sharing that with us. Thank you. Uh, before we go, let's um, let's tell the audience about some of the companies that are that are helping uh, support the show. We'll start with uh, 1901 Candle Company. Uh, they are a small company here in uh, Florida that are doing Disney-inspired and uh, pop culture-inspired scented candles. And they have uh, a so great product, too. You can go check them out. They do a, uh, they do a really good job. Um, they've got a special uh, wax blend that um, tends to just burn longer. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's always kind of like my gripe about certain candles is it feels like as soon as you light the wick that – they're they're gone in Three an days hour. Is gone. <laughs> <laughs> so um, these these burn a long time. Uh, they smell great. Uh, they got some great options, and they got some great prices. Um, yeah. They ship really quick. Um, they've got some bundle deals available, uh, but they are giving our listeners fifteen percent off uh, just just for listening to us. So you can go uh, check them out. Uh, link is in the episode description. They're at nineteen hundred one candlecompany dot com. Uh, you can check them out uh, and use the coupon code off the rails 15 and get 15% off your order. I'd like to uh, share some love with our friends at electric city roasting company. They are a small batch coffee company out of Scranton, Pennsylvania. Uh, They've been with us for quite some time now and they just keep, keep rolling out the bangers uh, season after season. So uh, if you, if you don't know about them, you should go visit them at electriccityroasting.com. But they always have a rotating seasonal roast available, uh-huh. as well as uh, a vast blend of regular uh, year-round roasts. And there's certain ones that are indigenous to different areas of the world. So there's all kinds of different flavor profiles. Uh, you can choose your grind, whether that be a fine grind for espresso or a coarse grind or even whole bean if you want to grind it yourself. Um, uh-huh. They even do like a French drip uh, grind. So any way yeah. you want got your you coffee, covered at every angle. Yeah, they got it. And uh, if you use the affiliate link at the bottom of our episode description and use the code OTM coffee 20, that is OTM coffee two zero. You can load up your cart and save yourself 20% on your first order. So I would highly advise you. And I'm sure these guys will too, to go check them out. Oh and yeah. Load Absolutely. that cart. Yeah. Well worth it. Making a great product. Uh, I've got bags and bags of their coffee yep. uh, sitting in my my coffee station. We got so. like four of them uh, at our coffee <laughs> they, station right now. So I, I empathize with you, sir. And yeah, uh, makes great stuff. While you're in our episode description, we have a bunch of other companies that are uh, down there as well. The all based around travel and things you may need around traveling. Uh, so make sure you show them guys some love. Check out their uh, information by clicking the links, and uh, we have a. Uh, affiliation with those guys so they'll have you covered uh, when it comes to your next vacation yeah and if you'd like to support the show uh, you can do so by buying us a coffee Uh, if you click the support button in the episode description or on the website off the monorails.com it'll take you to a buy us a coffee page uh, where you can buy us a coffee or two and by buying us those uh, virtual coffees uh, you are in fact donating uh, to the show and supporting the show's operations, our ability to go to Disney, uh, go to the festival of the holidays, go to things like this and 
uh, report back on certain menu items. We go to different dining locations, different experiences. Uh, it helps us just, you know, get content out to you guys, uh, publishing, uh, all that. Um, so all this does, uh, does, you know, there are operating costs to, to this. And so, um, anything that you feel led to, uh, donate, uh, is greatly appreciated. It helps tremendously. Uh, and we do appreciate those that have donated to us so far. Uh, really goes a long way. Really, really, really appreciate it. And uh, soon, in the new, f- in the in the future, in the near future, we uh, we will be unveiling um, a a new membership program. Yeah, uh, for our listeners to uh, take part in to help support the show uh, longer term and get some other things back for for doing so. So uh, stay tuned for that. Um, we'll have some more details on that mm-hmm. uh, in the coming weeks. Uh, but yeah, I'm very excited. Uh, we're we're going through some of the uh, details, the finer details now uh, regarding that. But um, super excited to to present that to you guys and um, give you some more. Just honestly, just some more more content, uh, more opportunities to get to know us more and, uh, to get more involved with the show, uh, and some of the, some of the other things that we're doing. So, uh, stay tuned for that as we, uh, as we, uh, bring that to you guys yeah in the near future and and not only that we don't want to roll out something that's going to be corny and cheesy we want to make sure this is done the right way where it's beneficial for you uh investing into it so like you know jordan said keep your eye on it we'll roll out the details as we start ironing things out and smoothing things over but uh we're going to make it worth your time and you know hopefully uh hopefully you become interested yeah absolutely so uh with that being said guys uh that'll wrap up this episode make sure you join us for next week next friday um the 23rd as we celebrate our one year it's here boys. Our one year anniversary crazy happy we'll birthday have, uh, otm <laughs> you're just a boy we'll blow out the candles together <laughs> that's awesome um yeah we got a, a great episode in store for you guys as we uh recollect and uh take a look at the what year, year that was for the show uh for disney world uh all the things that happened mm-hmm. some things some of the great things some of the not so great things uh we said hello and goodbye to a lot of a lot of things uh, <coughs> in 2022 oh, sorry <laughs> and uh so <laughs> we uh we are and along the way we we uh, experienced a lot of different things ourselves and a lot of different growth and opportunities so Super excited to to share that uh, episode with you all as we uh, as we just take a moment to to reflect and look back. Uh, apologies on the call, sir. I'm suffering from overpaid itis from uh, Chapet. <laughs> Jesus, oh my lord! And we'll also have a uh, we'll be rolling out a, a little special shirt to uh, celebrate the uh, the occasion. Oh man, one year. So if you want to celebrate uh, us uh, in the show's uh, one year mark. Uh, we'll be rolling out a, a special shirt design um, on said anniversary date. So nice. check that out. Uh, you'll be able to f- you'll be able to see that, um, and we'll uh, be rolling out on our uh, one year, our exact one year day uh, on the twenty first. So be close to the socials if you're not already following us. Make sure you follow us at Off the Monorails on all the uh, socials: Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. Go, uh, go follow us, go subscribe to us, go like us. Uh, again, if you haven't already done so subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform, it helps everyone hear us more. 
That's point blank. Yep. And we uh and leave us a review while you're at it because we'd love to know what you think of the show and make sure you let others know what you think of the show. Yep. Share so. us with a friend, as we always state. It's free to do. Takes three seconds to shoot a text. Hey, check out these guys. And uh we uh we like talking to people. We uh we want to engage with you guys, so please share us with a friend over the holidays as you're on your way to travel and uh you know, spread the word. Yeah. So with that being said, we will see you next week for our one year episode. I'm Jordan. I'm Justin. And I'm Ryan. And this is Off the Monorails. <laughs>